Right now, it's Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Hey, we love hearing stories from people like you. We'd love to hear your story. We love sharing the show with people like you and hearing your stories of Jesus Christ just making a difference in your life. And it inspires us and it inspires everybody listening. And so today we have Patrick from Grand Rapids sharing his story. And Patrick's just a listener like you. I shouldn't say just a listener like you. How should we say this, Shauna? He's one of us. There's yeah. there's not just me and Perry and you. There's this whole us. Y'all are a part of something pretty pretty incredible. And so Patrick is one of us. Patrick, share us your faith story. Yeah, I well, up until I was about seven, my parents didn't really like go to church regularly. You know, we would go on like holidays, stuff like that. And then my dad went through some things and uh, attempted suicide, but he was looking at, Mm. my mom gave him a Bible because she grew up in Christian homes, so she's always been a believer, and he looked at it as it was opened in front of him as he had a gun in his mouth, and uh, he ended up giving his life to the Lord, and so that changed our whole family situation where we were going to church every week, and my parents really instilled a good faith in me. How old were you when that happened? About seven years old. Wow. Wow. And so your family started following Jesus at that point. So how did Jesus become real for you? I would say it was probably my teenage years between, I'd say, 15 and 17-ish, where I just kind of started putting things together like, yeah, this is real. Like, I started to actually believe it instead of just being like, oh, this is what mom and dad want me to do. I have to go to church. And then, yeah, it was kind of like I wanted to, but I still didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it was still a fight Mm. within me until my 20s. And then I started going to church more regular and reading the Bible a lot more and starting to understand and pray and yeah, it's it's been a long journey. It's been a long sporadic journey, I should say. Yeah. Three steps forward, two steps back, that kind right. of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's a journey, it's a process, but in your 20s is really sounds like when it took hold. What was it about then that where Jesus really just captivated you in a in a deeper way? Well, he really got me in my 30s, but my 20s were more like I still believed, and I was still reading the Bible and everything, but I was sinning like crazy, like, you know, premarital sex and doing drugs and drinking. And so I developed these habits, and into my 30s, I, you know, got married, and we had our daughter. So I was still drinking, and I was up to about 10 to 15 beers a day. Mm. And uh, I thought there was nothing wrong with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just relaxing after work. So I go into uh, my physical, and the nurse was like, so uh, what would you say you drink? I'm like, oh, you know, three or five beers a day. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to recommend you to counseling and rehab and all this other stuff. And she's like, yeah, you can do inpatient or outpatient. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? So, you know, so I'm praying about it in my head as she's, like, talking to me. I'm like, you know, just do what you do best, Lord, and and, you know, I, I know that I'm going to come out of this somehow, you know, whether good or bad, you know. And 
So she recommended a few places, and that's when I reached out to you guys, and I was like, hey, you know, I I told you my story before, and you were like, yeah, check out Celebrate Recovery, and so I did, and it worked out fantastically. Hmm. Um, they really helped me, and that day that that nurse told me that I quit, I was just like, all right, I'm done not drinking anymore, and I haven't touched it since October 3rd of last year. Wow. The Lord is like he reached down into my throat and took the thirst of alcohol from me. Wow. You don't have any desire for it. No, none whatsoever. Bro, that's a miracle. Yeah. yeah a- he, he, has, he has a tendency of doing miracles. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Who would have thunk? <laughs> yeah, he, he's amazing. I very specifically remember Patrick texting us and saying, I'm so many days in. You know, I've been sober for so many days, and we were celebrating with him via text. This is is just such a unique opportunity to be in relationship with one another and to point each other to Jesus, to pray for one another, for powerful God-sized things to happen, miracles to happen, and then to walk out the journey. I'm so proud of Patrick for not just you know, saying, God gave me a miracle, praise God, and then going on life as normal, but continuing to pursue health and wholeness, continuing to lean into discipleship and and get around people that can help encourage him with, you know, that which has been tempting to him. And yeah, what an incredible story of God. Yeah. I remember the day that we recommended Celebrate Recovery. I do remember that day. I think I remember the day when he had gone to see the doctor and, you know, had sort of been called out about his drinking. I remember that. And, and then this conversation, I just, it's so amazing how God works in our lives, how patient he is. You know, Patrick became a believer when he was 17, but struggled with lots of hurts, habits, and hangups into his thirties. And not that he's over, but he's really made an incredible, God has given him an incredible spring forward into a new, newer life, into the new creation. What you are going through right now, I just, I just feel the need to say this. You're not alone. Hmm. We're in it with you. We are community. We are family. We're on the journey together. And I, I just believe with all my heart, we are becoming a little bit more like Jesus. And we're so grateful for you. We're just, we're just so grateful to be in this with you. Yeah. So, Patrick, why did you drink? What what was underneath it? You know, because I'm sure you've learned in Celebrate Recovery that you don't just drink to drink. You know, you, right. there, there's some kind of pain under there. I think it was with my upbringing. And I, I hate to blame my parents at all. You know, I mean, they, they went through separations and talks of divorce all the time. And then I think I was just kind of suppressing all of that, plus the feeling of rejection very often. What did that look like? I would say socially, you know, with people, with girls at the time, you know, throughout high school, I didn't feel like anybody really wanted to hang out with me or, or anything. But I, I've always been a musician, so I've kind of leaned on, on my ego in that. But you love but then it. I'd, yeah, I, I started getting praised, you know, like playing shows with this, this band I was in for a while. It was a local band called Giant Logic, and we would play like the intersection downtown, uh, the Orbit Room, when they were still around, a whole bunch of different bars around town, and we even went to like Indiana for like a little 
one week tour thing and it all seemed great you know i was getting all the glory that i could think of you know and so you're trying to you've got this hurt this rejection kind of this undercurrent of rejection you start getting applause for your music and that fills that sort of fills that hurt i can relate with that you know getting trying to fill up the emptiness with performance and achievement but you're also filling it up with alcohol oh absolutely and you know other drugs too you know i mean i never got like addicted to you know coke or anything but it was more like just marijuana you know smoking that almost all day every day for Mm. good couple years isn't it amazing you know you you were a believer since you were your teenage years yeah and all those years you know 17 through into your 30s you know you struggled with different things sins in your life and yet the lord had you you know, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit, and he just kept running after you, and he just knew that you you could be more. Yeah. You know, it's amazing to me. I mean, it doesn't even seem like a great story to me. You know, I, I see it from my perspective. I'm like, oh, I'm just, a, just some guy who says that he's a believer and did all these bad things. But, you know, when you're looking back and you see all this that he's pulled you through and you're just in awe and wonder and like, wow, I'm surprised that I'm not dead <laughs> and burning in hell right now. You mm. Know? <laughs> mm. I'm inspired. I don't think that counts for much, but I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Your story is amazing. And I know that it's encouraging somebody right now. I hope so. That's what, that's what we want. We want to encourage each other and bless each other. And we want to see, the Lord do awesome works in people's lives. You know, that's, that's what he does best. He, he makes everything new. God is so good. Patrick, we're just so grateful that you're a part of the team and that you're willing to share your story with us this morning. Stories inspire us. We'd love to hear from you. 800-968-8930. 800-968-8930. And if you're feeling this morning, man, there is no hope for me. I hope you can grab a little hope from Patrick and a ministry that has been so important to Patrick and getting free from addiction is Celebrate Recovery. I encourage you to to check out their website. You know, reach out. I know maybe that's scary, but at least go to their website, CelebrateRecovery.com. You know, I cannot believe we're heading into the holidays and I'm super excited for all my kids to come home. That's just like a mama's dream come true when all the birdies return to the nest. This is a happy time. Uh, But I can't believe my kids are old enough that they're just all gone. And I remember when my kids were little, there was this window between like right when they were they were out of diapers. We weren't doing naps anymore. That's the youngest one, right? But the oldest one wasn't in her teenage years yet because I just remember we had so many people tell us like, ah, just wait till they're teenagers. And I was like, Mm. fear and dread of hitting those, you know, that season of life. But, But in that little season there where we didn't have diapers, we didn't have naps, we didn't have teenagers, I was like... Ah, just freeze time right here. Like this has got to be the ideal age. You know what I mean? This is, this is going to be the best days of our life right here. And I just wanted to freeze time. Yeah. 
So that's that's it for you? Yeah, I think that was the ideal age for my kiddos. But I'd love to hear from you this morning what you think the ideal age is. And it doesn't have to be come from the aspect of parenting, but you know, from your own life. What do you think is the ideal age? Well, you sharing that about your kids reminds me of when my kids were, you know, out of diapers and I guess maybe toddlers and maybe a little older. And we we played this game called the belly button monster. And I was the belly button monster. And, and if I caught them, I would lick their belly button. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I was all endearingly in like, awe in your story. And then I'll it went to licking and I'm now. like, <laughs> they, they still talk about the belly button monster and... And my daughter-in-law, Bree, just gets totally like you. Grossed out. Yeah. See, after that, Vita Vita Vegemin sounds a lot better now. <laughs> but Vita Vita Vegemin? <laughs> What's Vita Vita It's an old uh, I Love Lucy joke. But anyway. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Scott, talk to people who are alive. <laughs> I am alive. That's why we called you in, Scott, to tell us what the the ideal ideal age is, because you have some greater vast numbers to choose from. Uh, Well, thank you for that. Uh, Diplomatic way of saying I'm old. Uh, What is the ideal age, Scott? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of thinking that this is, at least for myself, I'm thinking this is more ideal. Not that I didn't like raising my kids. I mean, I love that stage of life and I didn't love running him around all the time, <laughs> but yeah. I, if, you know, truth out there, it just wasn't always a lot of fun doing that. But I, lo- I mean, love my kids. But I also know that during that stage of my life, I made a whole ton of mistakes, mm. and I feel like I've gained a lot of wisdom from mm. that and mm. a lot of perspective. That I think is kind of helping me out now, particularly with all the uncertainty going on in the world. I'm just kind of going, yeah, wait, yeah. just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that in you, Scott. Absolutely, just man of grace and wisdom and steadiness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things happen that kind of get other people get riled up, and and Scott has this, it's going to be okay, kind of steady, right. Eddie. Not going to let it bother me. Yep. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Not going to let it bother me. All right, we've got Patrick from Grand Rapids with me, you, and Shauna sharing the show with Patrick this morning. How did you find Moody Radio, and what has what's one thing God has done in your life through Moody Radio? Well, two years ago, I'd say probably close to five years ago, I, I my vehicle broke down. And I needed a ride to work, and so I called my friend Jesse. Uh, the night before, because we go to work at like four or five in the morning, and I was like, "Hey, I, I can I bum a ride from you?" Because he lives right around the corner. So he picked me up, and I heard on the radio, and I didn't know that he was like, you know, a believer so much. And I heard, "Oh, who's on at that time?" It was Steve. Steve Brown. Yeah, he's, he's got that amazing voice. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, what is this?" And he's like, "Oh, this is Moody Radio. I listen to it all the time now." I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, 89.3. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'll check it out, you know. And and that day I was hooked. It hasn't left my stereo in my personal truck or in my work truck. So anytime somebody gets on my truck to take it out for route, you know, on my day off or whatever, they they come up with 89.3. So. <laughs> wow. So what what is it that keeps you coming back? I think it's just the, the biblical teaching like my parents would listen to other radio stations and they just play music and I never really got into Christian music until recently. You know, I always thought it was cheesy and you know, I I just didn't like it. I didn't like the sound of it. 
But, I mean, you guys have preachers on there. And then you guys in the morning show was is fantastic, you know. And I like the fact that I can send a text and be like, hey, you know, my father-in-law, he's sick and whatever. And you guys pray for him, you know, like right on the air. Or even if you don't have it, have a prayer session on the air, I know that you guys are praying for it, for him because I just feel that. Hmm. I feel like the Holy Spirit, he, he moves through the radio waves as well, you know, to, to move people to do God's will. Well, we'd say, we say it a lot on our show and we, but we really mean it. We're in it together because we're doing life too. And we're, we're getting bumped and bruised and knocked over. And, you know, we have our good times as well, but you know, we're just, we're, we're in it together. Absolutely. It's great to have you. We, we consider you part of our team. Oh, that's awesome. We're all in the same family. There it is. There it is. The family. <laughs> Sounds like the mafia or something. Yeah, but. I was just thinking that. <laughs> it's so much fun to have conversations with experts like Steve Arterburn and, mm-hmm. you know, people who are authors and and renowned. And we learn from them. And that's why we bring them on the show, because we want to learn from them personally. But we want you to be able to learn from them as well. But, man, do we learn from you guys. And it's so great to be in this together. So if you have a story to share with us about you know, how you how you came to be a part of this community. We would love to hear from you this morning. 800-968-8930. 800-968-8930 to join the conversation. You're unique. You know, nobody has your story but you. And if you think that your story isn't significant, well, think again, because God gave you your story. I believe God gave us our stories because our stories can reach people. My story can reach people that your story can't reach and vice versa. Right. Yeah. We love having people like you on the show. Yesterday, we had Dr. Stephen Arterburn, who's just an incredible guy. He's got like 15 million books in print, and he was so amazing. But we think you're pretty amazing, too. Yeah, we love having, you know, we love bringing the experts in here because we want to learn from them and they have smart things to say, but so do you. And so we love hearing your stories. Yeah. So we've got Patrick from Grand Rapids with me, you, Scott, and Shauna this morning. And Patrick's been sharing his story this morning. He grew up in a Christian family, really, you know, gave his life to Christ, gave his life over to Christ when he was 17, but just really struggled with a lot of addictions, including alcohol addictions, right into his 30s. And he texted us one day and said, you know what, I'm just, I'm addicted to alcohol. And we encouraged him to go to Celebrate Recovery, which he did. And it's just an amazing program. But the Lord did a miracle. The Lord took away his desire for alcohol, a miraculous thing, took right. away the desire. Now, that's not a formula. It doesn't normally happen, but God still can do that kind of thing. And actually, we had this conversation with Steve Arterburn yesterday. We talked about being delivered, you know, in a moment from something. And he's like, praise God. You know, I know that God can do that, but there's still a process to walk through. So even though... You know, Patrick reached out to God for help and asked for a miracle, and God gave him a miracle. He still stepped into what was next and walked out the discipleship process of of creating new habits and being around people who've struggled with the same thing and just walked out the journey. Yeah. So a wise man, Patrick from Grand Rapids, 
and Celebrate Recovery is just massive part of his story in a massive way. Okay, so Celebrate Recovery. Preach mm-hmm. to us the good news of Celebrate Recovery. Why somebody should get into Celebrate Recovery. It's not just for, you know, alcoholism or it's, it's not like AA where it's, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. It's everything. So you can go go in there with porn addiction. You can go in for cigarette addiction, alcohol, narcotics, you name it. And they, they help you through to let you talk through. They don't tell you how to, how to be, how to believe, how to feel. Everything is Christian-centered. It's just a fantastic program. They don't preach at you. They don't say you needed to do better and or you need to become a Christian or whatever. Nope, nope, they don't do any of that. Most of the people are believers that have, you know, they go through struggles just like yeah. you and me, you know. Hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Yes, exactly. What do you say to the person who is, you know, the believer in Jesus, but they're just, they're addicted to something and they can't get free and they're just feeling ashamed. They don't want to tell anybody. They don't know how to get free. They know they need help. You know, what can you Um, say to that person? Personally, I would pray about it in a very quiet and be alone, look into the word and just remember that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Get into a, a nice program. Talk to somebody that you trust just to try to get the help that you need. An accountability partner is key. Get somebody who knows your struggle and can hold you accountable. And then you can hold them accountable as well if you guys are having the same struggles and whatnot. But I, I would definitely recommend a program like Celebrate Recovery. CelebrateRecovery.com. You know, if we're struggling like that, we can feel the shame and we can struggle in quiet, in secret, because we feel ashamed. I love what Patrick just said. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're a believer and you're struggling with a habit, God is not condemning you. Mm-hmm. I'm actually walking with a dear friend right now who is just really longing to give up a habit, you know, that has become an addiction Mm. and just so longs to be free of it. And it was a big, big, big deal Mm. when she shared with us, this is, this is, you know, an addiction that I have and, and I, and I want to walk away from it. And so, and you know, there's a group of us that have just a small group, an intimate group are praying for her and encouraging her. And I have not yet suggested celebrate recovery. Mm. Need to point her in that direction. You know, and it's so important how we react when people open up like that and and they trust us enough to open up, you know, could be the difference between them being healed or them just walking in darkness for who knows how long. Yeah, we it's, it's just, we're better together. That's yeah. what it is. We're just better together. And that's about, you know, that's what our show's about. We're in this thing together. And we really believe that. Now, there are Celebrate Recovery programs at Central Wesleyan in Holland, Grand Rapids First in Wyoming, and High Point Community Church in Byron Center. You can find these groups at uh, CelebrateRecovery.com and all the incredible resources there. CelebrateRecovery.com. We're with you. We got your back. 
Thanks so much for listening. Questions or comments? Text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930. 